The blast from our past network. Hot ride? Hot ride! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, the Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love this stuff. We know you love this stuff and we're going to keep doing it. We love it. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And today we have got The Good Samaritan for you. It is season three, episode 20. It aired on March 4th, 1992. My man, Corey, could you give everybody the synopsis of the episode? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and real quick. I'm I'm feeling it today. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling it. (laughs) I know, I know. Me too. And I just really wanted to say something real quick. Um, The naming conventions that I'm using when building the episodes uh, for the podcast, I'm going off of, or I should say the numbering conventions, I'm going off of Hulu. So weirdly, you know, I'm I'm labeling this one as episode 19, but Adam is also correct. It's actually episode 20 as well. Um, But it, it... I do it as 19 because if you go on Hulu, they have the boyfriend as episodes, like as two episodes together, essentially. Yeah, not not and divided. No, well, but but Adam's I'm going 100% on the syndication correct. playlist. Yeah, yeah. I'm going on. Yeah, I'm going on basically of the Wikipedia run, which yeah. is kind of like the syndication playlist, which is it chalked up into 30 minute chunks. Which so like the long hour ones are actually. Um, listed as two up. individual episodes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, so we we uh, we'll figure it out in season three when we get another two parter. Yeah. I, I feel like this has yeah. been a little bit confusing, but we're gonna stick with it to the end because we only have like four more episodes this season. So we're just gonna stick with this numbering convention, and then I'll sure. I'll fix it for next season when we have a, yeah, another well, two parter. Maybe you're yeah. right. Maybe I'm right. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's like six one way, half a dozen the other. So, anyways, all right. So, um, the Good Samaritan, Jerry starts dating a beautiful hit and run driver then is torn when he meets the victim and realizes he'd rather date her. Mary Hart's voice causes Kramer to have convulsions. George has an affair with Elaine's married friend. All right, that is uh, the skinny. Now let's get into the fat about it. All right, <laughs> the nitty-gritty. <laughs> but one little thing I do want to bring up about this episode, it is the only episode that was directed by a member of the cast. Jason Alexander actually directed this episode, which I thought was particularly interesting. Yeah, I'm with you. I missed seeing that, like, in the credits. I didn't catch that until I watched the behind-the-scenes uh, you know, YouTube video about this. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the only real notable piece of, you know, information that uh, that it gave us factoid-wise. But, yeah, that's really cool. It's It's... He directed it. Uh, um, I want to say George Costanza. Why am I having a hard time? (laughs) (laughs) George could not. He would be a terrible director. Jason Alexander, good director. uh, Not George Costanza. Yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I want to to know if uh, Jason Alexander directed that McDLT commercial that he was in so long ago. (laughs) We haven't haven't brought that up ever. And I'm just – I wanted to find – how can I squeeze that in? Uh, And I just – you know you know what I'm talking about. That old McDLT – Oh, it's it is classic. It it makes like a resurface like every like six <laughs> months or so. It'll start making its way around YouTube. I mean, I uh, remember that commercial when it you know first aired. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> now Adam, I'm gonna hazard a guess and say you might not have ever had a McBLT. Never, never had a McDLT. 
Okay, yeah. so the whole concept on that burger was the hot side was hot and the cold side was cold. They would put it in this little styrofoam divider thing. Once mm-hmm. it, they made regulations that you couldn't use styrofoam anymore, well, that just literally killed the McDLT. <laughs> and uh, I used to love the McDLT when I was a kid, but yeah, you can't do it anymore because you don't have that styrofoam divider. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a dumb. When I go back and think about it, it's like that's a pretty dumb fucking concept. <laughs> just hot side, hot, cold side, cold, baby. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. But you know what? And in a lot of restaurants, you know, when you get like a sit down restaurant, they do have it kind of open where you yeah. have like the hot side, and then like the you don't you have all your other like fixins on top. It's another side, so maybe maybe they had something there, but uh, they could have still done it, but they, they gave up on the McDLT pretty quick. They just double down on the Big Mac. They're like, screw it. We'll just go full Big Mac this time. (laughs) Probably a smart call. Uh, All right. So guess what? This is Seinfeld. And per usual, we've got a stand up at the beginning. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, One that I actually really, really enjoyed and and I think actually makes a lot more sense nowadays than it did back then. But uh, Mm -hmm. very applicable. So. Uh, Jerry talks about like the concept behind the car phone, the speaker phone, the speed dial, and he does this great rattling off of every terminology that you could possibly use for phones. He's like conference call, direct call, blah blah blah. And it's it's pretty impressive how much how quickly he sort of burns through it like that. And he goes, um, uh, except you know, is that the the concept behind them is that we all have nothing to say, but we got to talk to someone about it right now. He's like, you know, yeah. you're, you're at home, you're on the phone, you go to the office, and you're like, hey, do I have any messages? And it's like, come on, you got to give people a chance to miss you. And everyone applauds and laughs. And I was like, yeah, I mean, nowadays, everyone is on their phone for everything, even more so than what it was. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of a still applicable of a stand-up joke. And if it's not as applicable today, I thought it was a very good one at the time. I agree. I agree. It, it is, it, you know, even though a lot of the terminology may not fit as much anymore, it, it still, um, you know, had a lot of the same concepts that still worked as a joke. Yeah. And the energy level of the joke was a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. His delivery was, was fantastic. So, yeah. All right. We start this episode off uh, with Jerry in the car. Uh, he's talking to Elaine in the car phone. Now, this is something that I think is very applicable today because a lot of people, um, you know, if you don't have a Bluetooth on your on your car phone or something, um, you know, you might be using the hands free just speaker uh, and it's just not working. And I'm sure back then it was even shittier uh, on like the big, you know, honking, massive foot long cell phone that he had for that car <laughs> phone. Um some funny stuff that, you know, relatable humor that Seinfeld's great with. Uh, he letting someone over and, you know, they don't give a wave. Thank you. And he's all pissed. I love how he sticks his head out the window and screams at the lady, at the person. <laughs> no, where's my wave? Get, give me that wave. I love yeah. that. I mean, that fit very – I thought of you when I watched it because I was just like, oh, uh, Corey loves when, you know, kind of get that high-pitched, screamy mm-hmm. kind of Jerry voice. And that's exactly what we got there. Yep. Now – uh, now Elaine's complaining and not about not being able to hear him because he's using the speakerphone. But to me, what was ridiculous? Of course, of course, it's not going to work all that well because you're in like a really old car phone and there's no way that speaker is going to be all that good. What I find to be particularly bullshitty is he also had his window down this entire time because we didn't wait any time to see him roll it down to stick his head out. He had his window down the entire time while he's driving. You cannot use a speakerphone. <laughs> no. With the, he would have been going, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> the entire time <laughs> yeah. and her vice versa. That is 
That is, haha! I caught you. I caught you, <laughs> No, you, you're 100 percent right, dude. Anytime you know as well as I do. Anytime you have to call somebody on the phone, you're in the car. You got to roll those windows up, baby, because they can't hear shit. Yep. Uh, all right. Jerry sees someone doing a hit and run. They hit a car and they they kept going. There's a, a good back and forth stuff that we've seen before on Seinfeld, particularly when uh, like really it's really mostly when George and Jerry kind of talk to each other and they're like, "Oh, you, you, are you scared?" Um, but this time it's Elaine and Jerry and they're kind of eh, tying it into like an old Western and she's calling him Yella and you don't want to be, you don't want to be Yella. And like yeah. when you, Jerry, this works so well with Jerry. Like when, when you like tie him into pop culture things like this, um, you know, and calling him either, you know, Yella or um, I can't remember what George has called him before. Yeah, there was something previous episode where we ca- called it out and we, we enjoyed it because it is one of those things that he always that ha- happens on Seinfeld where George or somebody like eggs him on. Yeah. But they call him like like an old school, like it's a very like mm-hmm. old schooly reference of being a coward. And yeah, Yella was probably the best example of that. But it always kind of gets Jerry excited. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. Yella, you know, and it's, it's just this yeah. old school concept of like dudes not wanting to be called a coward but jerry's reaction is always from like a kid's point of view thinking that that's the right response you know what i mean (laughs) yeah very much so uh so he decides to or elaine convinces him to follow this person uh and he finally stops and kind of confronts uh the driver who is an attractive female Mm -hmm. Ooh, uh this person is played by melinda mcgraw who sets uh quite a bit of credits um yeah. she was in the dark knight uh mad men for i think five or six episodes and just tons of different things and and uh i think what a, maybe a lot of people might out there know her as was a uh, scully's sister on the x-files yes yeah maybe she had quite a bit of uh, x-files as well yeah and, and, and yeah. i saw some of the pictures from that and i was like huh well you look a lot i, I didn't even know what it was from because i never i've never watched a single x-files episode but you but i saw the picture i was like wow you kind of look you got the red hair similar thing to yeah. uh, Jillian Anderson. Yeah, you can you can sort of see how she got cast. And I and I'm yeah. with you, dude. I've probably only seen like a handful of X Files episodes, but I'm with you. I, I clicked on. It. I was like, oh, that's good casting right there from what yeah. I know yep. of uh, the X Files. <laughs> yeah. So um, at Jerry's apartment, uh, he kind of tells George that he went on a date with this lady. Uh, what he wants to keep it quiet. Obviously, he wants to. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not let Elaine know because we all know she'll dig into him. Um, and, and I like I like this conversation hmm. because George is like, oh man, like oh you know you guys are gonna last because like every, all good great couples. All right, let me say this again. All great couples have a good meeting story, and mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting because. Probably starting around, I think, 2017, 2018, uh, the film term meet cute has become so mainstream and zeitgeist that them not using that term here, like, kind of dates it for the for the 90s. But, like, if this was a show that was written today, George would have had half of that dialogue and he would have said, oh, all great couples have a really good meet cute and everyone would understand what that was. But that's a, that's a film term. That's like a screenwriting term. And that's just happened to gone mainstream. It was just interesting to see George having to, to describe the same term but with like more words that was the very first time i've ever heard of meet cute oh okay yeah um meet cute is is like it's a film term when yeah when you have that funny uh-huh. moment where the two people meet and they drop their their files and they bump heads when they go down to meet and that's the meet cute yeah okay all right makes sense i can tell you uh i have some some friends on facebook and i and i love my friends but some of them who are single and they are just totally expecting 
a meet cute moment in their life. And I just want to be like, honey, it's not really how it works. Yeah. <laughs> you <no>. know, I <laughs> mean, it, you might, maybe you'll kind of hyperbolize it later down the line or something as it, oh, it was really a moment, but it's really not like 90% of us just kind of meet the person you just meet them and, and it's you're not going to get that nowadays most people's meet cute is swiping right <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's it's an online thing which is totally fine yeah uh, fine. and so i mean i do like the stigma of online dating has gone away but like or has mostly gone away but some of these people who i know i mean i want to tell them honey if you keep posting about this shit on facebook you know, you're just looking too desperate. You're never going to get your meet cute moment. Yeah. Someone's going to be like, well, I really felt sorry for you. So I took you out on a date. That's going to be your fucking meet cute moment. You can't force a meet cute, baby. It's just it'll either happen no. or it won't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So with uh, George and Jerry's discussion, the one the one thing that I do want to bring up and I and I it, it's a, a little line that uh, George, you know, just talking about hearing about the story um, that he just goes. I'm speechless. I, I have no speech. And this is something that I always kind of remember from this episode. Now, granted, I can't remember if it was from this episode or if this is something that they're going to kind of continuously do down the line. Because I feel like this is a phrase, and we hear it again later from Elaine in yeah. the same episode. But I feel like I feel like I hear this plenty in in Seinfeld. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. Although it's it's funny, I missed George saying it, and uh, mm. I do remember Elaine saying it. And I always kind of like yeah. like that phrase, but I, I kind of missed George saying it in this one. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that it maybe seems, it, maybe it, it is it, just this one. I don't yeah. Know. I, but but it is something that I in my head think. You know, like like sometimes it's a phrase that'll just sort of pop in my head. So it's definitely yeah. stuck around. And whether it was just in this episode and it was powerful enough to stick around, I, I'm not sure. We'll find out. But it's it's we'll a it's see. a phrase that I always remember. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Elaine comes up, and of course, you know Jerry wants to keep everything quiet. Uh, I do love that George. Being the good friend that he is, <laughs> he kind of plays off Jerry and be like, "Hey, uh, tell her about the pushing, and uh, tell her about this," and then kind of he kind of digs into it, and that's what that's what a good fucking friend yeah. does. Like that's yeah. that's I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're not a good friend, but you're that's what like the best friends do. Yes. The ones yes. who kind of poke. <laughs> yes, and I feel like we usually always see it the other way around, where Jerry is sort of poking George because he knows George gets mm. flustered. So. It was yeah. really fun to see in this episode, at least at the, this beginning part, the table sort of turned on Jerry, and I actually enjoyed George, because we've said before that we don't like it when George wins, but right here, these subtle jabs, I thought I liked them. He was, it was endearing, and yeah. it was fun, and I, I enjoyed his delivery. Absolutely. I mean, it shows uh, the good relationship that he's got mm-hmm. with Jerry. I mean, just like that kind of, that jabbing, you know, kind of uh, boyhood relationship that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense i mean something that i fully relate to um i do want to call out one of jerry's lines it's another one of those things kind of similar to the i'm speechless you know I, i'm without speech kind of thing where jerry when he's like trying to f- figure out what he has to say to to kind of convince elaine uh, on the story he goes oh right 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 <laughs> yeah like i i don't say that often but like i think of it often yeah. i would say <laughs> and, and when you do think of it, it you're referencing this right <laughs> yes exactly yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, so he has to come up with this lie about this whole kind of confrontation. Uh, really, he's just trying to prove that he's not Yella. <laughs> he's yeah, just, yes. That's what he's trying to just kind of prove to Elaine. Uh, and and her and in talking about it, Elaine gives her thing, which is the, or her, you know, the same thing that George said earlier, which is I am speechless. I am without <laughs> speech. Uh, so it's just good. It's just those moments and those little those little lines that kind of stick to you. And they, you know what? I, I I'm very curious if it does come up again later or if it's just through this and i'm like yeah oh wow this this one episode did it for me so kramer comes in uh we get a small kramer cheer you know it's not not huge yeah we get a we get a light cheer is what, what, yeah. how i wrote it down because <laughs> they're, yeah. they're still like they're still feeling the water so like yeah mm-hmm. okay all right how, how how far are we gonna take this cheer you know yeah so uh he's got like uh, a bump on his head apparently you know he was watching entertainment tonight and he kind of like he couldn't remember much what happened, and he apparently hit his coffee table. So that's what we know so far. Uh, Jerry has to cancel dinner plans with Elaine because he's got a date who we know with this person that he had met uh, who crashed the car. And uh, so Elaine is all like, okay, well, who should I take? Oh, you know, take George. Again, we've talked about this stuff before. They have no issues of them hanging out alone, you know, or friends through association. Um, so, but of course, I mean, the funny Jerry or the funny George side of this is that uh, she's like, oh, I'll pay for dinner. I'll pay. And he's like, you'll pay. I'm in. You know, that that is a George thing right yeah. there. And and I feel like the whole this whole uh, George and Elaine thing can can't hang out. It reminds me very much. Do you remember the old comic book slash cartoon The Tick? Oh, God, yes. I, I mean, I love the. I never read the comic, but I loved like that 90s show. Right. So so one of the things and I don't remember if they pulled it from the comic or if they pulled it from the TV show, uh, the live action one or the animated one. But at one point, you know, he says he's like nigh invulnerable. And like, what does that mean? Like what? He's like, I'm only vulnerable to to basically things that the plot needs me to be vulnerable to. And I feel like uh, George and Elaine, either a being able to hang out or not being able to hang out. It's just dependent on how the the gods, the writing gods have seen them this time. I loved that cartoon. I actually never really watched any of the either live actions, the one with David with Patrick Warburton, yeah. aka Putty, um, or the other one that they did on Amazon Prime. The, um, the, with the guy from um, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, he was like, yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah. Did you know that he was also the voice of Darth Maul in Phantom Menace? Like, he just did the three lines that Darth Maul had. He, that's huh. him. That's the, the roommate from Shaun of the Dead. And the tick. I had I had no idea. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like he literally has like three lines in Phantom Menace, but you know yeah. that's kind of cool. So, but yeah, but I was a fan of the the cartoon anyway. But I, it is I was I, too. It's one I need to. I need, honestly, I got to talk to John about us doing that on Blast from Our Past. Plug for Blast from Our Past podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it is a show that I really enjoyed, so maybe we'll get to it eventually. Um, all right, so. I do like Elaine, uh, why she wants to have someone go with her for dinner. I like that she calls out, um, you know, it's because she's also going to dinner with this married couple. And all they do is talk about married things and, you know, all, all that kind of married life. And that kind of just <laughs> made me kind of click to a moment that literally happened like yesterday where I'm with a whole bunch of my friends. These are some of my close friends that I've been close with since college. We all went to the University of Georgia together. We're, you know, just close friends. A lot of us had moved out to L.A., and now actually quite a bit of us has moved back to Georgia. And we were all – a good bit of us were getting together for one of their birthdays yesterday. And 
where these friends that, you know, I, I've, I've done stupid stuff with, uh, I've talked about stupid stuff. We're all just kind of sitting around like, you know, with our significant others and just talking about houses and futures with babies and other <laughs> shit like that. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, us married people, we're really, you know, you get older and all you do is talk about married shit. And that is, that's so clicked with me. <laughs> Dude, it's, yeah, man, it's so, so true. <laughs> Yeah, and th- and that's something oh, that man. does just does not change with time. That is just a classic yeah. like comedy bit. You know what I mean? Like that is mm-hmm. just r- classic writing right there, and always applicable. Yep. So, uh, all right. So we go to the restaurant, and the first thing I noticed was the way that George is eating, yeah. uh, like I an mean- animal, like a goddamn animal. <laughs> awful i would never want to eat with him i would absolutely he you know he just makes all the worst noises and i can't stand chewing sounds yeah um like when when unless i have something to help cover it up that's why i mean even even with my wife love my wife i hate the way she chews certain foods and so like when we're having dinner i gotta have a tv on or music or something (laughs) oh so it's as bad when it's like face to face for me it's mostly like like if i'm on the phone or something and my mom will do this Mm. she'll she'll call me right away and start eating something but on the flip side (laughs) of that coin i'm an asshole because i hate it when other people do it but i have no fucking problem if i'm ready to eat i'll eat right on the phone and and every time i think to myself i'm like man i'm a fucking asshole i'm a hypocrite and an asshole yeah yeah i mean to me it's all about it's all about if something can hide it or not yeah i don't really care if I'm in a restaurant, there's so many other sounds going on, not that big of a deal. But if I'm on like a one-on-one dinner with somebody and there is nothing in the background, there's they, they don't put on any music, there's nothing. And you just hear like the oh, – oh, And I'm just like, ugh. I want to just – oh, my God. I, I, I know. It, 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 Dude, I know. I know. You you even just like m- like making fun of the sound right then yeah, makes yeah. me want to like smash my face through glass, you know? It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we meet this uh, married couple, Robin and Michael, and the actress who plays Robin. Apparently, she's going to reappear pretty soon. I think it's uh, early next season. Okay. She plays like a, kind of like a bit part. I don't even know if she's credited, but she's on IMDb for uh, one little role. So we'll see her again. And it's funny. I guess Elaine is trying to like you know make up her own little stories that can counterbalance the married stuff, and she's talking about uh, dating this bullfighter, having some affair with this random bullfighter. And uh, her name, Eduardo Carroccio. <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> what a great name. So, and we will be coming back to that. A great name that, like, like stumbles out of her mouth. There's, like, yes, no elegance absolutely. to it whatsoever. <laughs> so, uh, Robin sneezes, and nobody says anything. And so, George chimes in with, God bless you. Okay. Um, she okay, thinks, so, yeah. I gotta say, bro... Because uh-huh. of this episode, when I used to drive for Lyft and whatnot, because of this episode, if 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 someone in the car is is a couple, like if it's two people together and one of them sneezes, I will not say God bless you because of this episode. And it gets, oh, that's nope. bullshit. <laughs> this is this is one of the this is one of the few moments that George was one hundred percent in the right, in I, my opinion. And and I agree with you, but. I don't feel like having a battle like George does inside of my car when I'm driving it, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. I do agree with all of this. I'm actually on George's side. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the majority of people would be. I'm maybe a little bit more confrontational than you are, and so I would totally say it. I probably – I don't even know if I would give 
a uh, a second in between because he literally I mean he gives a yeah. good second and lets the guy he looks at the guy he's not going to say anything and so then he says it um, I just would say it immediately without thinking and if you if you get two bless yous it's not a big fucking deal right but this, but what what George does stupidly here is he. Does the God bless, he does the God bless you? She thanks him, and then he calls out the husband. He's like, "Well, yes. he wasn't going to say anything, so uh, so I thought I would do it." It's like, "Ooh, that's a bad call, George." Yes, that's where George made the mistake right there. Absolutely, because there's no way she hasn't gotten a God bless you in in three years from someone else. It's because George had to do that little. He had to do that little fucking poke. Yep. <laughs> Because that and yeah. that's that's the George that I think we hate the most. It's the yeah. it's the not aware of social norms, but and that's sort of George. But it's when he does it because he did something good just then. He feels good, right? So he has to mm-hmm. now say something a little bit further. And it's like, okay, why mm-hmm. didn't you just keep your mouth shut? Just, just don't say anything yep. else. Exactly. Uh, so we get some intercutting here uh, between that kind of double date or the. The dinner that that uh, George and Elaine are on, as well with Jerry, who's on his date uh, with the person who you know did the hit and run. Um, I, I do love that he's like making these and eh, not so subtle references to like leaving notes and, and mm-hmm. hitting cars and stuff yeah. like that, which is just it's funny for the audience, I think in particular because. You know, she doesn't know that he knows, but we know that he knows uh, what she did. And so, like, him saying all this stuff is kind of almost an inside joke to the audience, and that's why I think it works so well. Yeah. Michael uh, is getting, you know, further pissed at George for just, you know, basically calling him out and and stuff like that. Um, So it just sets up that, you know, Michael's not a fan. uh, And I I liked when when she sneezes again and George makes that hand gesture like, is is anyone, are you going to say it? (laughs) I thought, I mean, and and again, like going back around, that was funny because at this point he's already in the hole. So who cares? And I was like, okay, I like that because it it is true. He's like, but come on, man. Like you're literally just proving my point now. I didn't see it as, you know, he was saying you're proving everything. He was like trying to be like, look, I'm not going to say anything. I'm giving it to you. You know, I'm, I'm allowing you to do it. But now, granted, the guy still doesn't say yeah. it. So he is a the dude. Dude's a bit of a tool. Just yeah. fucking say bless oh, you. To- totally a tool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. At the apartment, uh, George kind of, you know, tells Jerry, gets him up to speed about the sneeze incident. At, at the apartment where, where Jerry's wearing the worst shirt I've, like, ever seen in my life. <laughs> it looked like some kind of yeah. nightmare Pac-Man design or something. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't brought up wardrobe in a little bit. That's kind of fun. There you go. Yeah, I don't remember go. exactly what it was, but you're probably right. <laughs> um, they do have a very valid discussion about, you know, God bless you etiquette. Uh, and, you know, when is the right time to say it and things like that. And giving giving the husband the, you know, the benefit of the doubt that they will do it. And then it's up for grabs. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Jerry, I love. I did. Uh, kind of. I would. Maybe this is classic. I don't know. Maybe we would agree. This is kind of classic. Is that uh, Jerry brings up? You know what people should be saying instead of "God bless you." You should. They should say, "You're so good looking." Yeah. Um. That's honestly. That's, it, it literally was. It was straight. It, it was something that I. I feel he took straight from a com- comedy bit, and he just kind of put it into the episode. 
Yeah, and it's definitely something that people, hardcore Seinfeld fans, will absolutely reference. It's it's yes. one of those quotes that is like sort of mid tier. Like you have to go a little bit deeper to get it, but it's it's definitely a quote. It's definitely like a clip show thing. It's definitely like when you used to buy those books, you know, back in the '90s. That was like you know that that came out like around season four of Seinfeld, and it'd be like all these like Seinfeld things in it, and that would absolutely mm-hmm. be one of them. I would have friends that would say you know because we all love Seinfeld so if someone sneezed yeah. you know you're so good looking but I that that's not one of the things that's for me personally has sort of stuck over time but when it yeah. happened I was like oh yeah that's where this is from and I you know I had that recollection of like oh yeah people kind of used to did say it if they were Seinfeld fans and but it was it's not something that lasts as long as say like the Tweety Pez dispenser everyone sees that and they're like yeah. instantly they know so- it you know Apparently, at least from what I read on my you know brief little looking stuff up, was that I, I don't know if this was put in there from the writing room to kind of be as big as this other line, but apparently the the kind of like the cast and crew was hoping that previously they had a lot of success with these pretzels are making me thirsty, uh. and they were kind of hoping that this would kind of catch on like that in the mainstream, and it didn't. It, I mean, this is this is for hardcore Seinfeld yeah. people. This is not for everyday everyday Seinfelders. Yeah, no, dude, you can literally go up to anybody and say, these pretzels are making me thirsty and they can, yeah. they'll can they probably know that it's from Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, yeah. you're so good looking when someone sneezes. That's a, that's a mid-tier <laughs> one, but hey, guys and gals, let us know on social media if uh, if this is something that you actually use in your daily life and uh, yeah. does it get a positive response? Because I do feel like we can we should bring it back. I think it's actually yeah. a funny bit, you know? I, I think it's, it's something it's that's ready, and ready to, to be brought back into the the zeitgeist it's funny enough I, the only difference is like pretzels legitimately make you thirsty <laughs> yeah. like they they 100 do that you know it makes almost no sense to just say you're good looking right after you sneezed because you might have like you know snot all over your face it's just kind of a weird thing but you know they tried um all right in comes Kramer. Well, uh, real quick, just I'm, oh, I, I okay. apologize. Right before the whole you're, you're so good looking when George and Jerry are kind of having their conversation, mm-hmm. I think Elaine comes in and uh, Jerry sneezes and George says, uh, what does he say? Yeah. Um, oh, shut up or something like that. And yes. I, it, that's a funny to me, line. I, it, it didn't work as well. I felt like the writers were trying to do another gag with like the subway where the horn uh, and you know George sort of turns around oh. and looks. I just thought that that one didn't. This one didn't land as well. And I'm only bringing it up as an example because when we get to the end of the episode, I, I it, it's kind of an example of how I felt this episode was as a whole. Like it tried to do things and it didn't mm-hmm. quite make it, but I'll get to it there. I just wanted to bring it up now because I was like, I was like, Oh, that I just felt like it, that one felt a little forced and they were trying yeah. to, to recapture that magic of that subway gag. The look back. All right. I, I, I actually, I kind of, I think I, I probably going to be on the same boat with you on the episode on the whole, but I think this was a gag that actually worked okay with me. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I, I was on the, probably on the appreciate it a little bit more, the little, Oh, shut up. Yeah, uh, when he was when Jerry sneezed, because I could totally see Jerry sneezing there just to fuck with George. Yeah, <laughs> and that's probably yeah. how he took it. But but whatever. Um, all right, in comes Kramer, and uh, you know the gang is has entertainment tonight on, or they're watching something, and Kramer just starts convulsing like crazy. He's going wild. Yet good good physical. You know Michael Richards, maybe a little over the top. Michael Richards with this of not 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 in a natural way, but in, a, in just a random kind of crazy way, um, and so we're trying to figure out and this 
person. Apparently, this person, Mary Hart, is on TV. She was uh, the host of Entertainment Tonight do you for remember a long her? time. Do you, do you, like, uh, do you have any yeah. recollection I, if, of her? When I hear her voice, I did go and find a clip of her. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I totally recognize her. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I was not an Entertainment Tonight kind of guy. Uh, do uh, my thing cut out? Did you say you were or were not? I was not an Entertainment Tonight oh, kind of guy gotcha, though. Like gotcha. back in the, you know, I didn't really watch the show, but I do totally recognize her and recognize. For me, I'm probably more so just recognize her from her voice because you flip through the channels back in the day and you just you hear stuff. Yeah, and and Entertainment Tonight was such a big show back in the day. I'm mm-hmm. I'm with you. I didn't like watch it regularly, but like if it was on, my mom and I kind of wouldn't you know change the channel, and I. I think, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, I think it was one of those shows that was on, like, 7 or 7.30. So, like, sometimes you'd catch the tail yeah. end right before the 8 o'clock stuff came on. Um, but, yeah, uh, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. But, um, so, I'm sure you'll get to it. But Elaine says, you know, uh, they figure out that, you know, it's it's Mary Hart's voice that's making yes, Kramer have the assumes. seizures. And she goes, Elaine goes, just like that woman in Albany. And I'm sure you looked mm-hmm. it up, but I, I looked it up on Google. And Please back- take it. Yep, and back in uh, March of seven, March seventeenth, nineteen ninety two, a woman in Albany, New York, uh, she basically sued her employers because uh, she had an epileptic seizure while she was at work, and I think they determined that that like one of the things that she filed it for is that Mary Hart's voice is actually what ma- yeah. gives her the epileptic <laughs> seizure. So, uh, and they didn't even say anything about this in in that behind the scenes uh, thing. So I can just assume that the writers was like, well, this is just ridiculous. Let's make this into a thing, like, yeah. or, or they were like, let's give Kramer something to do and someone was like hey remember that lady who had a seizure from Mary Hart's voice and then it's like let's do that but they literally just Mm -hmm. gave this to Kramer from a headline yeah yep 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 all right so uh Robin uh Elaine's friend is you know wanted to talk to George so he kind of comes back from being on the phone with her and she asked to get together uh George says the line oh get together it's it's so adult stockings martinis william holden uh and i'm like what the fuck god damn it so it's one of those references i had to go look up uh william holden was an actor he was in sunset boulevard sabrina bridge uh, over the river kwai um but he is pretty famous famously he had an affair with uh, audrey hepburn back in the 50s you know while he was married and she might have been married for all i know but um so i guess but he's had multiple affairs with multiple different women as well yeah uh, it sounds like so yeah you know but it's an old thing it's a they're referencing you know old hollywood kind of shit here yeah yeah really really old hollywood and uh, the only reason i even knew who he was was because uh there's this really cool podcast called you must remember this where she just breaks down like old history of hollywood but she does it like in specific chunks like one season will be all the universal monsters and whatnot and then you mm. know one season is like the old studio era but yeah she had a whole thing about william holden one episode and i was like okay that's i like that i was like okay now i get that reference i i would not have gotten it otherwise yeah. you know at all but uh real quick before we end the scene i just wanted to say that uh I, it's funny when when Kramer mentions John Tesh uh, from Entertainment Tonight. I'm, I'm sure a lot of us <laughs> yeah. remember who John Tesh is. I remember um, John Tesh. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, John Tesh, dude. Uh, our friend, our, our mutual friend Tess um, from the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, uh, and she did a one of the Blast from Our Past Patreon episodes with you guys. Yeah, um, yeah. It'll be her, coming up uh, in probably just a, a week or two for when this one comes out. Yeah. Her husband's name is John. So whenever I like refer to them as a couple, it is so hard for me to say John and Tess and not just say <laughs> not John Tesh. And I swear to God, oh, I've good. said John Tesh like a gazillion times to my wife. And every time I do, she's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's, That's it. That's just a little personal insight. Into, yeah. And, and how, how John Tesh has now come back into my life, essentially. Yeah. That is funny. Uh, all right. So George being George is legitimately considering this affair. Uh, I, I do like Elaine's comment where she's like, it's despicable. It's like hitting a car and driving away without a note, uh, which I, was a funny return. A good Seinfeld writing kind of return that, you know, kind of made Jerry be like, ooh, good, kind of pull that thing because that's what he's – he's dating someone like that. So, um, and, and I liked what George said. He was like – because he was kind of debating it and he's like, well, I probably wouldn't have to spend any money. Yeah, yeah, true. Which is, you know what? That is that was his like mentality. You yeah. know, I could probably, you know, he could, he could probably get some sex, and then you know, it, she's the one who's, you know, she, they're gonna have to do it on the side, and so yeah, he don't have to worry about it. <laughs> um, Kramer apparently knows whose car was hit. Uh, you know, from much earlier, it was a blonde that uh, you know, blue in these blue sweatpants that Jerry apparently really likes. Uh, from the building, and or I guess was it across the street or something? Yeah, across exactly the street. Yeah, was. across the street. Yeah, um, you know, and, and he's never really had a chance to talk to her, and he's like, "Oh, this is this is his chance to kind of like break the ice or whatnot." But now he's kind of seeing this the, the lady who hit him, so you know, he's not sure what to do. But he kind of, you know, he you know he kind of wants to because he really likes this other girl. So we cut to her, and it's this cute blonde, and it's played by Helen Slater, baby. Yeah, buddy, uncredited. She's not credited on this, and I was, uh, I, so I was looking yeah. at IMDb before the episode even came on, and I was not prepared for this. So I'm looking, and I'm like, wait, it, wait, is that Helen Slater? Is that Supergirl? Mm-hmm. It is, <laughs> and it is, and boy, did I have a crush on her back in the day. Yeah, she is a cutie, and she still is you know, a very attractive woman. If you want to know more about Supergirl, uh, how about you listen to the Blast From Our Past podcast? We had a full episode where John and I, oh, we had to watch that movie, and oh, God, it's just, yeah. It's certainly not a great movie, but it's a great episode of Blast From Our Past podcast, baby. Oh, well, thank you. That is a plug and a half right there. Uh, it was a, it was fun to record on because we could just kind of tear it to shreds, so... Um, <laughs> We also cut to George, who apparently has slept with Robin, and um, we're back in his room, and he's got the the JLA yeah. poster, and now it's even worse. Oh, he's yeah. got a Godzilla toy next to him. His his and sheets, dinosaur are, bed sheets, dinosaur bed sheets. <laughs> so, like, let me ask you something. Did he's not back home yet, right? Like, did we miss that? Uh, isn't there going to be a whole thing so. when he moves back home later? Yeah. 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 So I, I, at this moment, I don't think he is. I think he's just like, you know, on his own in his own apartment still. And so I, mean, granted, own, I don't think he has a job or anything. So but, his own yeah. apartment is is decked out like he's a child. Yeah. I mean, was yours not when you were single? Yeah, of course it was. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not living in the city trying to, you know, I, well, I guess I was. I was in L.A. Yeah. yeah. But I did not <laughs> yeah. have dinosaur sheets, man. I did not have dinosaur sheets. <laughs> I mean, it really pushes just the man-child, you know, yeah. your kind of theory about that uh, yeah. even harder. So um, I do like that, you know, he, he kind of feels bad about it. And I think they're um, – their discussion it makes a lot of sense, you know, where, he, where Robin's like, you didn't commit adultery. I did. You know, you just had sex with some person. I had sex, you know, with so, I committed adultery because I had sex with someone while I was married. And I'm like, you know what? She is rationally correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, weird. Totally, like, George, George yeah. is in the right most of this episode. So I wonder if it's because yeah. Jason Alexander directed it. <laughs> it could be. He was like, you know what? I, I'm still not a great person because I'm going to do this stuff, 
but I'm not as bad as I normally am. Yes, like, that yes. might be what he wanted. So uh, Elaine gets a call from Michael, who's looking for her, and he kind of he figures out he, that she's with George, and he's all pissed. Um, I, I, his funny line where he says, "I'm going to sew his ass to his face." I feel like <laughs> another one of those like little, like very deep cut Seinfeld quotes. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that one, and I wrote that one down. It's not a quote that I use, but listen, hearing that being said when I'm 41 years old, I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a good one." I'm gonna, I may have to go yep. use that one. It is, it is solid. Uh, I do want to call out, and this is something that my that my wife, who she watches all the episodes with me because she loves Seinfeld, um, and she did call out, you know, that this guy, and I and I'm fully agree with her on this. Very similarly with what Robin said, this guy is upset with George for having slept with his wife. He should be upset with Robin for committing adultery. Right. He should be upset with her. She's the one who was, like, fully in the wrong. Yeah, George knew better. You know, ethically, not the best choice. But she legitimately did something, you know, wrong to ruin the marriage. Right. (laughs) So he should be pissed at her, not as much at George. I 100% agree. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's just that's the one logical statement uh, to kind of bring back the sneezing thing. Michael sneezes at one point on the phone with Elaine, and she she pulls back the "You're so good looking," uh, yeah. trying too hard. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, yep. I I felt like that was a little bit of the the theme of the episode is they were really trying for yep. those. Uh, you know, home runs, those uh, phrases to kind of get into the mm-hmm. zeitgeist. And uh, I just, I, it didn't feel organic. It didn't feel natural. And, and this gotcha. was another example of that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Jerry apparently confronted uh, Angela about, you know, her hitting that car. And we see a switch in her. She was kind of a sweet, cute lady before, but now she is very violent and like threatening him with, <laughs> with like know. a thick New York accent too. You yeah. Know? That came, uh, came Brooklyn, from nowhere. Whatever that's supposed to be, you know, uh, yep. I loved it. I thought, I thought she was, she was better when she turned heel like that, you know, to, mm-hmm. to pull up a wrestling ref, uh, reference. Yeah, no, I was like, Oh, good call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know, I know some things. I know what things are, but uh, I enjoyed that. She actually became infinitely more interesting. And I almost kind of wish she could be a foil for Jerry more frequently. Yeah, yeah, that could have been something. Or if they played that up a little bit earlier in the episode so we yeah. could have seen something happen with it or seen a confrontation between her and Supergirl or something would have been fun. Yes, agreed, agreed. Missed opportunity there. Yeah, so uh, Elaine comes in and she kind of realizes what's happened. And in good friend form, she's making fun of Jerry, uh, you know, about, you know, obviously his bullshit, the lie that he was doing earlier. Uh, then George comes in and, you know, Elaine talks to him about, Michael and all that shit, and even says, tells him, I think he said uh, he's going to sew your ass to your face, <laughs> which is funny. And, and they kind of like randomly bring up this bullfighter thing, or George brings it up. And then now Jerry has his chance to make fun of his friend about, whoa, 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 what is this bullfighter shit? I mean, this is exactly the kind of stuff that friends do to each other. You know, even though they're in like the middle of a semi serious situation where this guy might come and beat the crap out of George, they're going to stop. So they can make fun of each other. Like, yeah. that's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> like, like I mean, because uh, – and it's usually like a lot of times it's with like an all-male group because you're always vying for alpha male. And what people mm-hmm. sometimes don't understand about like guy friendship groups is that you can be alpha one second and then another second later you could do something yeah. stupid or say something stupid. Someone calls you out on it. All of a sudden you're, you're down to Zeta because you're the butt of oh, the joke, dude. you know? And, Absolutely. And it's a constant yes. – a constant – tug of war between guys uh one upping each other and and just trying to mock <laughs> each other but it's all in love it's it's all it's all based in it love is. 
it's all okay. So I, I mean, just my, my own little like kind of personal rants. Um, I, I love making, I don't know, just overtly sexual jokes with my guy friends. It's just yes. something that I always have done. I, you know, I'm just like, oh, you know, like, we take it to kind of like, you know, those, those overtly, overtly gay and like in a just joking level, yeah. kind of how it is. Um, but when I'm in a single conversation, when I'm in this conversation, particularly when there's like a third party, I will go from defending and be like, oh, look at my man here. He's the most sexiest, beautiful man in the world. And then if there's if they, if I have a single opportunity to start tearing him to shreds, I will do that. Yeah. And then I will flip sides back and forth and back and forth. And that is just that's how what just what you and then it happens. It, it, it happens with all of us. And that, yeah. <laughs> that's just how we do it. I'll be like, oh, Corey. Oh, my God. You look so sexy with that beard. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's the best thing in the world. I bet you look like a homeless little, you know, uh, Gay bear, homeless bear. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't even you, do you it. I don't like, know what I'm trying to do. You gotta but. like throw some kind of like jab into yes. it. You, you can't just you gotta have, like, do a the jabs. On. Yeah, I mean, we, we so, dude, we we are products yeah. of of a of a different era, I'd say. Yeah. You know, but I think that's a, it's inherently a guy thing. It's inherently a guy thing yes. to to want to go for alpha. And man, you show any any sign of weakness, we will destroy you. But we will <laughs> destroy you with love. You know, like like there's no yeah, like, malice the behind it. It's just it's just the way it has to be. And you know what? I think a lot of guys also it's like we're also trying to make you stronger you know what I mean like uh, yeah you know you should it's your fault for saying that stupid thing you should have known better because now we're going to destroy you and that's just the way it is it's just the way it is yeah and uh, women not to say women don't get that I'm sure they have something they do their own thing yeah there is yeah but there there is something just inherently that you get like jokes you know I feel like there is a classic um, joke in there like, like you know why do guys do this? Why do they keep making fun of each other and just being stupid? And but you know, it's just like that's just and that's just part of it. I don't even I can't explain it. You know, maybe the alpha thing is it, but I don't even know if it's that it. I'm not trying to like out alpha anybody. I'm just I just love making fun of people and uh, and particularly my guys. And I've seen like like uh, you've seen the the comic strip that like people have done it as a joke so many times in like comic strips, and it's sort of like a a meme where. Uh, you know, it's like it'll show a guys guys talking to each mm-hmm. other and they're talking shit to their faces, but then when mm-hmm. their backs are turned, they actually they're complimenting each other, and then oh, yeah. they show women. And I'm not saying that this is correct; it's just like one of those stereotype things. And gotcha. the, 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 the comic will show the women talking nice to each other face to face, but then talking shit behind they, their back. Gotcha. And it's it's a very yeah. very generic, I mean, like broad, yeah. you know, stroked joke. But that's kind of the gist that we're sort of going with. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Jerry talks to Helen Slater, the blonde again, uh, and Jerry being Jerry, you know, he's just trying to ease the situation. Uh, you know, he's he's worried about <laughs> this his his current girl uh, maybe killing him or something because she's very violent, and so he's offering to pay for the damages. And of course, uh, you know, Helen Slater, the blonde, is uh, she thinks that it was him, you know, and. That she that he's you know this jerk who actually hit hit her car and he's refusing to kind of you know just be honest about it um, and she kind of calls him out on that and he's like no 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 that's not it and she sneezes and he comes back with the line you're so good looking and she slams the door and that's that and and of course Ross's we chance. had to have that line because of the rule of threes uh, in in comedy yeah. you always need it three times and this was the third time and third one. again. Yep. I think it landed the best on the first one, <laughs> you know? Yeah, probably. 
probably. Uh, all right, so George, who's afraid of for his life, he wants to kind of like leave town. Um, at the, you know, just kind of rack at the apartment. Kramer comes in. Uh, you know, he's all upset with Jerry because you know he was he was talking to uh, Becky, the blonde, and you know she told him about him hitting the car. Uh, and I guess in that discussion, Kramer ends up getting a date with Becky. The one thing that that Jerry wanted this whole time. Now he's not getting, and Kramer is the one who comes out victorious. Um, it's kind of funny. We do at the very kind of end of this, we get him going to pick her up on a date and she is apparently listening to entertainment tonight at the end. And he starts convulsing and you get his, like his weird wet hair. That's just kind of flopping around in the way in the, uh, in his, his spasms. Um, but, and that and that's the end of uh, the episode other yeah. than our stand up bit. Yeah, yeah, and, she, and like Helen Slater was getting hit by the moose or whatever the gel was yeah. in his hair. It was uh, yeah. it was wild. Um, and then the the final stand up uh, is so he's Jerry's like uh, men are paralyzed mentally by beautiful women. He's like you know obviously advertisers know this and they take advantage of it. He's like like when you see a woman in a bikini next to a thirty two piece ra- ratchet set, and he's like you'll be looking at the girl in the bikini then looking at the ratchet set. And he's like well she's right next to the ratchet set and if I had that ratchet set I wonder if that would mean and then he's just like yeah. he keeps going back and forth better back and forth. And he's like well <laughs> better just buy that ratchet set. <laughs> and and uh, I gotta say, I thought both of the opening and closing stand-up bits in this episode were awesome. Or they were absolutely great. They're still applicable in 2020, even if maybe some of yeah. the terminology in the first one, you know, might not be. But you you still got the gist. And the fun aspect of the first one was how quickly he sort of rattled off all of those terminologies. And then in here, the fun of it was really his the visualness of him, um, like pantomiming the looking back and forth between the two things and whatnot. And so it was a great a great bookend to an episode that I thought was mm, not the best, to be truthful with you. Uh, do you want me to get into it, or do you want to go? With yeah, this you're one? you're kind of already you're already talking, so just keep yeah, going. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said earlier, I my biggest feeling at the very end of this episode was that they tried too hard, and I felt like they tried to force all these these terms into it. I felt like even when they were writing it, like you said, and, and like it proved, they were like, okay, this is going to be our new catchphrase, and you can just tell when when someone tries to force something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's why the terminology exists of, you know, you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. It just, things just sort of naturally happen, and, uh, and this is one of those episodes, weirdly, that I actually thought the B storyline was more engaging than the A storyline. I didn't think that the like Jerry and that girl really had much going on. It didn't find mm-hmm. it to be all that interesting. And it has some good little things here and there. Like we always say, it's always enjoyable. Um, but I really got to say, I infinitely enjoyed talking about this episode with you and analyzing it more than than actually watching it i thought it was a bit a little bit subpar and i would honestly give it 2.5 supergirls out of five 2.5 super okay um yeah i thought you know per every seinfeld episode there's some moments that are you know good seinfeld seinfeldian moments to me uh the god bless you moment this you're so good looking you know forced line is still something that you know, I, I don't look back at you're so good looking and think I'm not I'm not happy. I still I will say it to other Seinfeld people and be happy about that. But it's not again. It, yeah, it's not. It is forced. It's not um, it, it didn't happen naturally. It's not a, a great it's not it's not a these pretzels are making me thirsty. Um, 
Again, I also like the I'm speechless, I'm without speech. That's something that I've said before, just in my own, you know, kind of vernacular because because of this episode, probably. Um, I thought Jason Alexander did a serviceable job directing. And I say that because watching the episode, I didn't notice anything that that stood out as bad directing or a bad stylistically. I thought, like, okay, this fits pretty stylistically with other Seinfeld episodes. And so... Um, like it was kind of right in that middle of the pack, and that's kind of how I put this episode. So it's definitely not standout, but I liked a couple different things about it, like I always do, and so I gave it 2.5 out of 5 Eduardo Carroccios. <laughs> good one, good one. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, I, I didn't find out that he directed it until I after the episode. So mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, it, it didn't nothing stood out to me that I was like, Oh, this is weird or something. So yeah, it felt definitely great. Not. Did did uh, in the Wikipedia thing or wherever you read it, did um did it say if if he directs any more after this or was this the he only did not- one? This is the only episode that he directed, and the okay. only episode that was directed by anyone of like the cast. Yeah. So this was it. I and, and this is not like a standout episode. This was not like a specifically George centric episode either. Like this was just a regular, regular middle of the pack episode. And I wonder why this is one that that he directed. I don't know. Yeah, and and, and on the the YouTube clip thing, you know that that I think they d- ripped directly from the DVDs. Um, yeah, he just Jason Alexander just talks about how he has like a stage background. He always wanted to direct stage mm-hmm. and how like uh and he was like you know i want to get into it and he's like wait a minute i'm looking around he's like you know minus the four cameras uh like it's still a stage so he's like this should be an easy transition yeah. but it doesn't get into like why they let him direct this specific or episode this it was just exactly. more like he was more like saying like it was nice of them to let me do it like you know that they said okay yeah. but that was it pretty much yeah I mean, there's a lot of other episodes that are much more stage-like. Yeah. Think of something like the Chinese episode or or something like that that is literally one location, like a stage thing. Like, you could turn that episode, Chinese episode, into a legitimate, like, a stage show yeah. at, like, a high school, and that would be perfect. <laughs> like, Somebody but, please but do this that. this one, yeah, God, yes, please. Some high school out there, I will go, I will watch, and we'll critique it. <laughs> well, it's like, remember, <laughs> we'll put it on the podcast. remember last year when uh, that high school uh, put on the uh, Alien play, and it got so yeah, much yeah, like, recognition? Dude, so, it's, you're right. Somebody yeah. do a Seinfeld uh, Chinese uh, episode, you know? A Chinese yeah. restaurant. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Corey, my man, could you let everybody know if they don't already know, which I'm sure they should, because they should be listening to everything you do. Uh, but just give them a reminder of where you are out in this internet world. Yeah. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at Corey Nation. Uh, you guys can find me on the Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, Podcasting After Dark, uh, pretty much all over the place, but uh, in, in Blast from Past occasionally that Adam will tell you about in a second. But if you guys ever want to kind of like find all of the shows on our network, go to BFOPnetwork.com and we have have like it's basically we'll have a page for every single show and then on that page is every link to every podcatcher so you so yes you can go to individual the websites if you want to but uh we have them all curated at bfopnetwork.com and you can find everything there uh, all the podcatchers and everything including blasts from our past podcast that adam does with his brother please tell us about that one buddy yes that is a podcast that uh john and i do we do kind of mostly just all well mostly all things 
things nostalgia. It started off just talking about movies and TV shows and doing some kind of recastings. That is something that John and I love to do. And uh, then it kind of evolved into we added in some music episodes where we talk about albums from our past. And then also we added in top 10 episodes. Um, so we kind of do, you know, a bunch of those. Those are our main formats. Um, and I do want to call out to plug that John and I just had our 100th episode uh, that should that just came out uh, not too long ago. Uh, just this last week of when we're dropping this one. So check it out, please. It's, I think it's a perfect one. If you haven't listened to uh, Blast From Our Past before, I think it's probably a good one because you'll get the kind of humor that we do in that one because we took, we took one kind of uh, one of our favorite moments from each and every of our previous 99 episodes and put them into a clip show, um, which to me... Clip shows are so nostalgic, I and mean, we're going to get to a clip show on this on this podcast <laughs> eventually. Uh, and you know, and and so I kind of recreated that kind of thing, but for our podcast. And so, yeah, go ahead, check it out. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at at Blast Pass Cast, uh, but we're on all the other stuff as well. And 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 Corey plugged it. Yeah, go to Beef Up Network to, to kind of find out and learn about some more uh, some more other shows that we've got out there. Exactly, exactly. And, dude, congratulations, man, on that 100th episode. That is a milestone and not to be taken lightly. That that took a lot of hard work, and I don't mean Appreciate just that. cutting the episode and everything. I mean getting to episode 100 took it's, it's hard dedication. work and determination. We'll yeah. be there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, all right. It's, I'm sure you could do the math and figure out where we'll get there, but uh, you have to factor in. Remember, <laughs> uh, we're also, we're, by the way, we're coming down the home stretch of season three. So uh, don't yep. forget when you do these numberings, and if you want to do the math and try to figure out that uh, <laughs> we still have to do, we're going to do a like a wrap up show for this because uh, ours as well. ours won't line up. Ours our uh, episodes won't line up with the clip shows 100. I don't think. Yeah. Just because we're doing we're doing like the twofers as a one. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be slightly off. But, or maybe it'll be offset because of the, the wrap-up episode oh, that we have. Maybe. Yeah, so, oh, who shit. Knows? Am I okay? <laughs> so my, we'll it's find crazy, out. guys. It's crazy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you guys next week with another all-new episode of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. <laughs> You're so good-looking. I almost said God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books one adventure at a time. That's right. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers. So come check out OCD Podcasts, where comic books are cool.